0: Welcome to the Power Jams Podcast on a five-star network. This is the first episode of it, and we're going to talk about all the happenings in the Japanese indie scene from all Japan all over to Sandai Girls or Seedling. Together today on this special day is Scott. How are you, Scott?
1: Hello! Thank you for having me. This is is weird, because I've never been a guest on a network show yet, and... At, and it's really weird to hear like the network talked about, it, and then like I'm a guest, so that's pretty cool. And I get to be on the first Pyro Gems, which I'm very excited for. I remember, uh, you know, you and me talking about it. You know, you made the idea, you made it all make sense, and now you get to bring it to life. So that's very exciting for me to be a part of the first episode. I'm very excited for your new journey. I know you've worked hard on uh, making this happen. So uh, let let's do this.
0: I'm I'm like really excited about this. I was like so happy when I got a yes from you. And like now we are here recording. And since it's on a five star network, you should all check out the other podcasts. We have Stardom Quest, which is a podcast totally about Stardom that is airing every week. We have All Elite Cast that it's about or AW happening after a, every AW Dynamite episode. We have the Dramatic Dream Dranks, which is a podcast about TDT and. Strangate, watch Teach, which is like the name says about Tokyo Joshi Pro Now we have the Puro Champs podcast. And mm-hmm. that's really exciting because the indie scene is not really touched by Manic podcasts. And so we are bringing that next to you so you can enjoy and listen to a podcast about some of your favorite promotions that you don't see people talking often about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And a promotion. Many don't talk about, but it's like really worth talking about lately, is all Japan for Wrestling. And that's our opening for today. All Japan for Wrestling had a fantastic first two months. Um we had the January 2nd curriculum Hall show where where Kente Miyahara and Kente Miyahara and Takuya Nomura defeated the Mooniverse, Kono and Sumamu for the All Japan Tag title match. How did you feel about this match? Because personally, I felt like the Voodoo Murders, like that gimmick, that that gimmick that they don't need needed all Japan for wrestling. So what was happy that the title change was happening, and I kind of feel like the heel stick is annoying at this point.
1: Yeah, to me, the the Voodoo Murders are, like the last thing, like part of all Japan that doesn't click for me. Um, it's like it's kind of like Jake Lee in a lot of ways. It's very boring. Um, kind of annoying and kind of wasting what I think is a good talent in Suwama. I know Suwama, you know, people are back and forth on current Suwama, but I saw the Muto show. I know that Suwama could still go. Um, the match itself was all, wasn't all that great. It was fine. It was fine. I mean, Kento and Namor did their best, but, uh, I'm just happy that they want the titles. I think that was most important to me. I thought that was a good direction to go, especially with their title match coming up and what eventually would happen with those titles.
0: Yeah, correct. Because early in the show, Naoya Nomura and Yuma Awagi won the Old Japan Tag Team Title No One Contenders match against another tag team of the Voodoo Murders, Runen and Rei Saito, the Saito brothers. So we're going to get later in January the title match between them, which we'll talk about later. But before that, we have... Another Kurekin Hall show on the January third that also had a big match because the second the, the the show on the second also was kind of like a buildup between the Takuya Nomura vs. Kenti Mihara Triple Crown title match. Uh, Takuya had a big night on January second, getting the win in the main event with with the Battle Royal win and also defeating Kono to and, to win the tag belts. Now two tech now the two tag champs are facing off each other. And you know, the match was fantastic. I felt like that sounds stupid because the match was really great and everyone who will hasn't checked it out and will check it out will love it. But it felt like it was like the worst big match of Ketimir Horror this year for me. And that's yeah. kind of insane to say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I think I think when someone like when when you when you frame it like that, it's like it wasn't bad it just wasn't what Kento's level is. And I think that's, like, insane to think about. Because, like, anyone that has that tag match, which, you know, wasn't awful, it just wasn't Kento Miyahara level so far this year, it's like, it definitely gets lost in the shuffle. Like, you said this, and I completely forgot this happened this year. I thought it happened last year at this point because it's, like, so forgettable in terms of Kento's year and what he's done and where he's gone uh so thank you for uh bringing that up i do think that's pretty funny
0: yeah it it was it was a great match i mean they went uh, they went long they went like 27 minutes i believe and the best you know the best part usually about a canada horror match for me is like when he hits his uh shutdown suplex to end the match or, like the opponent is clearly struggling fighting trying everything he can to escape but in the end still you know loses to that move and that was done here fantastically. Like always, Kendo Miyahara is, for me, one of the best wrestlers in the world. You can't do much wrong with him. And Takuya Nomura is, you know, as awesome, if not just a bit below him.
1: Yeah, totally agree. I think, uh, you know, Takuya, Takuya is one of the more underrated wrestlers. And then Kento is top. Top of the top. Best of the best isn't just the achievement. <laughs> It really means where he... It's where he belongs in the conversation.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, and the month of both didn't even close th- with that one. I mean, that match was fantastic. But after, first of all, after the match, Yuma Awagi and Yuji Nagata both came out to challenge Kenta Mihara for, uh, for the Old Japan Triple Crown belt. Kenta Miyahara said that um, Yuma Awagi is getting his shot first. He's going to challenge on the February 4th show, which we'll talk about in a bit. And then Yuji Nagata will get his shot down the line. Yuma Oagi vs. Kendo Mihara is always a fantastic matchup. I'm glad it was set up here. And the match itself that it ha- that happened was fantastic. But before that, we had a little build-up tag team match for the All Japan tag team titles. The new champions Kendo and Takuya Nomura face uh, Yuma Oagi and Naoma Nomura. Yeah, Two two is a bit confusing to me, <laughs> and and man, this match, I you know y- you expect a lot from them, but this one was fantastic, one of the best tag matches of the year for me, if not the best.
1: Yeah, I think if I was to look at my you know top ten matches of the year so far, mm-hmm. um, which I mind you, through two months this is a very tough lift list to put together i just want to point yeah. that out to the good people uh so it's not like it's like you know in previous years two months is like ah you have your clear few but no this year it's incredibly tough but this match to me should be in almost anyone's top top 10 yeah. top five uh i i do think it's the tag match of the year and don't get me wrong i'm sure things could change at an instant because you know the wrestling world is Unbelievable right now in terms of where we're going, but unbelievable action. Um, it, it kind of it reminded me of where I want all Japan to go, and it's especially with these four guys like these are your guys moving forward. You could add Atsuki in there, um, but between the two Nomoras, I know one of them's obviously a japan wrestler but i mean come on um and i think i think yuma is just so he's at that level to be triple crown champion now and i feel like this was the showing he needed to firmly prove that to anyone who is doubting it um and i, I this is gonna be a lot of kento Miyahara praise on here so i'm not gonna do it every single match but this this he was excellent in this match. This was this was it was hard hitting, it was dramatic. Um just just the excitement that the crowd had, you know, when uh Yuma was locking it like, you know, he was moving his hips when he had the um submission locked on Kento, like that was like some magic moments and it's just like the simplest of things working their way to make the match that much better.
0: Yeah. It was like the crowd was insane in this match. I went crazy over it because, you know, first of all, you had the two Nomuras locking him up all the time and it just beat this hell, living hell out of each other for like the, a good part of this match. And then this ending sequence that hyped that me so up for the Yuma versus uh, Miyahara singles match that is happening mm. a bit later. But holy hell. Um, there were like so many fantastic neo falls, so many moments where it was like, Okay, that's not over, no, he's not gonna kick out of it, and then it's like the kick out is happening again. He's or like ex- escaping from the submission, whatever. I just went crazy over it. And this match, if you haven't checked it out yet, you definitely should. Um you you will find it on the old Japan uh, old Japan Network, which is old Japan. Which is all japan's You know, all Japan has like a ton of great matches. But if I could like recommend one of them from this year at least, it should be that one. It's Mm -hmm. so easy to watch because it's like you don't need to get much of like any story because they the story to tell inside of this match, especially between Kenta and yuma
1: Right. I think that's a good way to. I think that's a great way to look at it. Um. Easy watches, I think, go a long way for people becoming fans of certain wrestlers, um, and I, I feel like if you are a Puro fan, if, you, and if you're listening to this podcast and are not a Puro fan, that's crazy, um, but awesome, maybe you're trying to get into it, and if, if you're looking at what matches, like Pep said, to get into All Japan, this one, I think, out of, out of the rest, jumps out the most. Um, just when tr- when tag team wrestling's at its best, it's hard to beat. I think that's the best way to say it.
0: Yes. Yes, one hundred percent. Um, in the end, the surprise the surprise moment of this was when, Kendimi, uh, when Ken when Kenohmi Mihara was pinned by Yuma Wagi here, um, which means another tag title change happened in Old Japan. And you know, I'm not a fan of short title reigns, but this one definitely made sense. Uh, Yuma and Nomura getting more as a tag team and also Yuma gets a shit ton of momentum coming into the big triple crown match pinning Kento Mihara because pinning Kento Mihara doesn't happen often.
1: No, no it does not and I think that's part of the reason I think that's part of the reason Kento's so good is that when he does get pinned it matters and maybe that's kind of like the Okada effect these days or something like that. It's like if if someone gets pinned in a match of that caliber, it means something and it usually makes the match all the better. Um, I think that's my biggest problem with, like, Kaito, Kiyomiya, and Noah, for example. Like, he gets pinned all the time by his challengers before the match, and it's like, alright, sure. Uh, way to make him kind of look like a dweeb. Like, if it happened once in a while, it make it all the more important I think, help his title matches even more, but I think that's why Kento is at his level, because he's not getting pinned all the time, he has that respect from the audience, and when it does happen, they know it's a big moment.
0: Yes, 100%. That's like, you know, we we gotta shift a bit away from topic, but that's the thing with Kaito, especially, like, all the pinfalls, or like, all the loses he gets does not matter to me, or like, doesn't get me feel emotionally invested into the story, because we are just used to it and he's like losing everything so why should I care while like here now Yuma gets like the big pin has, ha- has a lot of momentum hats into the February 4th show that we will talk about next Um. also the February 4th show not only had the triple crown match between Kenta Mihara and Yuma Owagi, but before it had a junior title match Atsuki hmm. Oagi the brother, the younger brother of Yuma Owagi, um defended his junior title against Kotaro Suzuki. Uh, the story pretty much here is um, awagi's wrestling all the uh, veteran junior have weights. He defeated in the same year, he defeated Kasayashi, Hira, uh, Hira, uh, Hikaru Sato, Minoru Tanaka, for example. Now he's facing Kotaro Suzuki. That match went like, around 10 to 11 minutes and they got everything in they wanted to in those 11 minutes to make this match great and that's like a thing I love about Juno Hewitz it was it happened with the Amakusa vs Hiro match it happened here that like have got a little time and got everything in because of their fast pace that they wanted to add into this match that made, made this match so good for me
1: yeah when when it comes to Atsuki, who I'm a big fan of um I think I think he has differences in what his best matches are and like where they yeah. fall off a little and I think they're at their best when he's a little bit more in that underdog role and I think that's why him facing all these veterans has been more exciting to me than say you know him going 50-50 or having the upper hand against maybe just you know someone else younger in that division um you know dan tamara for example um who i think is quite good himself um and you know they have they have some guys there in the junior division but i think for me it does come down to like what role is atsuki playing and i think this really embodied like what i'm looking for with him
0: yeah um the good thing is atsuki kind of revived the uh, the junior division After, like, the awful Tiger Mask reign that nobody asked for. That was just happening because, no, I can't even explain. Because it was, like, so bad. And the matches were, like, so, so, so weird and, like, bad. That, like, now having those fresh Awagi matches really helped the title. And Mm -hmm. he's doing great for himself. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. He has his highs. And also his lows. I mean, he's still young compared to compared to like others. He's like still really young. Uh, same for Rising Hayato. That we that's also like those two should be like the future of all yeah. Japan of the all Japan juniors for like the next five to ten years. If not even for the heavyweights, but we don't know what the plan is for, for them. Yeah.
1: I love both of them, so yeah, I'm happy with any success.
0: And then we move on to the main event. Kentsumi Mihara versus Yuma Oagi. You can't do anything wrong with the, with this matchup. That wasn't the best match and I think they can have a better match than their one last year that was their best match for me. But holy hell, they killed it. Um, uh, I would definitely put it where I would definitely put it high in my match of the year list. And that should say enough if I say, yeah, they can't have a better match than that. I mean, we talked about Kenta praise enough here. And we, we can talk about how fucking awesome Kanto is. But I want to give Yuma some flowers here. He doesn't have it easy in all Japan. Considering you only have like a few good wrestlers to work a great match with. But he makes like every big match of him is always great and always matters and always gets better and better.
1: Yeah, Yuma... Yuma is, is... quickly establishing himself as one of the very best in Piro. Um, he has... He has these title matches, and I think you walk away each time saying, wow, you know, he... he is that guy. And And I think... I think my only unfortunate problem with this, with this match is that you kind of knew he wasn't going to win. I think that's why I prefer their match from last year. Um, I think that's why I know they have a better match in them too, is that there should be a day where Yuma is finally beating Kento Miyahara with that title on the line. And when that happens, it's going to be fantastic. But, this was about as good as you could get for a title defense um, with, you know, Yuji Nagata lurking in the in the shadows, per se.
0: Um,
1: I think I think Yuma's heart and Yuma's ability to bring you in is really exciting. And I mean, you know, they gave him the champion carnival win last year, so they obviously know what they have in him. Uh, it's just a matter of when, not if he becomes champion, which is good. Uh, I'm gonna be forever upset. He didn't beat Kento for the belt, but uh, we uh, we deal with it.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I I felt like the tag title match where he got the pin kind of spoiled the result for that one because Yuma's not holding two belts at the same time. That's only Kento gonna do that. And I mean. We, we're gonna come to that later, but now with the tag belt, he also has some interesting stories coming up. So at least he has that, and has that and it's not gonna be irrelevant for the next year till Kento needs another defense in his sure. like 500,000th reign.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's very true.
0: Yeah, I mean, they just, you know, they just create magic against each other and they proved it here. Kento Miyahara got again the win, and his next title defense is against. Not out again, Yuji Nagata. Um, something that happened afterwards was that Kento Yuma, Atsuki Aragi, Rising Hayato, Shuji Isha- Ishikawa, Yuma Ansai, and Rio Yone formed a unit, um the, the Old Japan New Era. I'm not going to pronounce the Japanese name of it because I'm not good at Japanese. Hmm. And that's now the Old Japan main unit to fight off Voodoo Murders and I hope they succeed so I never need to see a voodoo murders match ever again in my eternal lifetime.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's the best mindset to have. I totally agree.
0: And then we move on to the next Kerrigan Hall show of old Japan on February February nineteenth. And we had an All Japan Junior Title match there that was really interesting and really newsworthy because we had a title change here. Naruki Doi, also the DDT Universal Champion, dethroned Atsuki Awagi, and I think that was like the best example of what Awagi is. Um, I think that match was good, but it's like a match where it could have been a lot better, and that's like the common thing with me for Awagi. Currently, like we said, he needs some time, and he's gonna get that time because he's young and still you know it's like a junior division, so he's definitely getting in little rain. Naruki Doi's champion is awesome though I'm glad he's getting a lot of shine in different promotions,
1: yeah, the thing with atsuki is him being him being twenty four years old gives him so much time to make his craft even better i think he's super talented for where he's at um and he's going to have many years to become one of the very best juniors in the world today you know he'll be i think he can be for all japan what a haramu takahashi is for new japan in a lot of ways and i i don't say that lightly i think that Holds a lot of weight to it when it comes to comparing anyone to Hiromu. No matter how you feel about Hiromu now, you know Hiromu's star power. And you know what he does for them. And I think that's where he can go. I mean, you know, I think Naruki Doi beating him isn't all that bad either. Because Naruki Doi is an established name on the scene. He is one of Dragon Gate's all-timers. He, you know, is champion now here And in DDT, which is very cool. Um, He deserves every bit of what he's getting. And, yeah, I I do hope that Doi can kind of continue to elevate this division, which I expect him to do. And I'm interested to see who he does ultimately put over uh, with this. He could just put Atsuki back over, um, or he could put – I know – you know the first match he has is rising Hayato, so I won't get my hopes up there um for Hayato, who I think is mm. incredible talent, but hopefully, no matter what he does, he does put someone over because I think this is a good title change for sure,
0: yeah, that is what I wanted to add it to um Doi's gonna have his reign, and you have set up already the Awagi Redemption arc that nobly pro promotion tells really often. You could bring that. You could bring that Rising Hayato is finally getting his moment because he's right now he's like the okay, you, we have a first defense for our new champion. Let's throw Rising Hayato in. And that's happening with Doy here right now again. And it's kind of weird to me because he seems really popular and he gets a good push all the time. And then like, okay, when it matters, we just throw him in whenever we need someone to either a quick pin. That's kind right. of weird. Right. compared to he's not, he's not far off to Awagi's level. If not, he's on the same level.
1: I agree. I totally agree. I, I hope... Yeah, being the first challenger all the time isn't the best role, but he is. that is his role for now. So, uh, gotta kind of accept it. But I, I just hope he has a good showing here. I think that's most important for him right now.
0: And then we move on to the main event. Kenton Mihara. Defends his Triple Crown title against Yuji Nagata in front of the Pack Currican Hall. Pack Currican Hall. One thousand four hundred and five fans were in the venue. That's the most they have. The most in the Currican Hall this year. If the junior junior festival hasn't drawn much, it hasn't drawn more, but I don't think it has. It did not. And it did not. Okay. Good. Yeah. So it's still the most the, the most attendance in the curriculum Hall this year, which is impressive, I would say, considering that All Japan is not in the hype anymore, like not a pre- big promotion, which shows that this match meant something. And it meant much more than just being a title match because it also had kind of a legacy on the line with Yuji Nagata could be the fifth Grand Slam Puro champion, which means he held the Triple Crown belt, the IWGP halfway title belt, and the GHC Heavyweight title belt. And that happened, actually, because Newton Agata beats Kenson Mihara with the backdrop driver in, holy hell, another fantastic match.
1: <laughs> getting, get, kind of getting used to that when it comes to Kento, if people listening haven't figured that out. I, I'm sure there are people listening to this that haven't followed All Japan yet. And seeing where they're going with the stories right now, it's time to get in um, because even with Kento not as champion anymore, he still has a very exciting journey ahead. Um, but cool. yeah, I like I think saying what a what a match is very fitting uh, for me. This is my favorite Kento singles so far this year, which yes. is again saying a lot when you have Takuya to, to Nomura. And Yuma Aoyagi as your other two um but with with Nagata you got to see Nagata turn back the clock um and I say turn back the clock as in he got to you know fully wrestle you know he doesn't get to do that in New Japan anymore so it, it's all the more special seeing the 54 year old uh just absolutely kill it in there and, and don't get me wrong I would have loved Kento to be champion much longer um, because I think it's more exciting truthfully for me as a viewer, mm-hmm. Yeah. but based off of this performance for Nagata, I don't have many fears as long as he's facing the right guys along the way, um, which, you know, with the first defense, I think he is to bring out that violent side of him. Uh, but yeah, this was absolutely tremendous. The crowd was absolutely rocking the final couple minutes for as good as any Final stretch, I think, in wrestling this year, so uh just fantastic stuff
0: yeah the the crowd went crazy for that. that was like one of the best crowds in the entire year in pure wrestling for me, and also, what is very important to like to like say is i mean i'm I'm a big Kenton Mihara fan it's always cool when he's on top but with Yuji Nagata, you have now a lot of new matchup that you can bring for the belt that will draw really well because Yuji Nagata, even in 2023, is still a draw. So it's 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 a good move for for all Japan to keep the, the stuff or like the product or like at least the top fresh. Um I mean you have Yuji Nagata versus versus the Numuras. You can't bring it versus Yumaagi, you can you can bring in Suwama. That's like all matches we either haven't seen or like haven't seen in like years, and that will help to promote on top a lot, especially if Nagata can keep up that level.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will be interesting to see who beats him eventually. I'm I'm sure this title reign won't be. It won't be long. I think it'll be very fitting of the Satoshi Kojima reign in yeah. Noah last year. um but I, I'm excited. I'm excited for the journey. I'm excited to see who he gets. I know Ishikawa is first up, and I think that match will be great. I love what Ishikawa did with Kento last year in his lone title match. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see uh, th- those two You know, those two old bulls go head-to-head.
0: Yes, totally. The match is set for March 21st, which is the next big, big, in a bigger venue at least, show of Old Japan. But also another thing that what that happened was Unagi Sayaka appeared on a curriculum. <laughs> That's I mean I mean if you haven't if you haven't seen her discuss uh, like having those talks with Sumam on Twitter that like came totally out of nowhere.
1: She's the draw. She's the draw, folks. <laughs> she is the draw that all these companies are bringing in. Um, i'm not i'm not even slightly kidding that is exactly what they're doing uh she's kind of made her new base um unofficially marvelous which is pretty cool um because she's someone that they can definitely use uh (laughs) but with, with unagi she's she's having she's in a rivalry with suwama of all people like the graphic is the funniest thing to look at. I literally stare at it. Like it'll pop up on my timeline on Twitter and I just look at it and I'm like, "What? What are, what happened? What what's going on?" Like what And I love it for her because, you know, I you know, once she moved on from stardom, um it it was an interesting mindset I think for a lot of us of so like, "Okay, well, she's going to be successful. She's she is and I'm not even, I'm not taking this lightly. She's the most popular wrestler on the independent Joshi scene. And it's not very close outside of like the Aja Kongs of the world, which is like, come on people. Aja, if you're in any conversation with Aja Kong, that's impressive, but she, you know, she's selling merch, she's selling tickets and all Japan said, all right, this is our chance to uh, bring her in. And they're slowly introducing more and more Joshi. Of course they have evolution girls coming up. Um, which is exciting, but uh this is exciting. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wish she picked a different partner, but you know, it's okay. I, I get, I, I'll get through it.
0: Yeah, correct. The match announced as of right now is Suama teaming with Mayumi Osaki and Mayuki from osaki uh, from Ozaki Gun. Um, if you know Mayuki and you don't know osaki Gun, then you will see a totally different Mayuki than you know in Star Wars, for example. Kind of a bad version of her, I would say. Uh, it yep. in, in like the most respected way possible, because it's not her fault. It's like the way Mayumi Osaki l- likes to lay out her matches is not what many people will enjoy.
1: Yeah, that's uh that's that's a Zaki-kun for you. It uh yeah more often than not stinks, but uh, their match last year in All Japan was fun, at least.
0: Yeah, totally. Because the men were able to fight the women, which is always funny. And yeah. Un- Unagi has also one tactic partner already announced. I think the second one isn't announced yet. It's still an axe. The first one is not other than former WWE wrestler Yoshitatsu. And Yoshitatsu... With Unagi Sayaka, it's the most random thing I've ever seen in my entire life, and I don't know how we ended up here.
1: <laughs> uh I I can't stand watching Yoshitatsu wrestle, so obviously I'm not jumping for joy over here that he was the choice. That being said, the 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 image itself is the win here. I don't I, I don't I almost don't even oh, care yeah. what the match is. Because I get to see Unagi Sayaka leading a team of Yoshitatsu and some random other wrestler, and I think that's I think that's good enough for me. And whoever gets that spot, by the way, whoever gets that spot alongside them, it's a big spot. It, you know, you don't overlook the likes of a Ozaki and Suwama in that match, um, and of course Unagi. So I'm, I'm excited to see who it ends up being. There's obviously options out there, but. Uh, we'll see who they ultimately pick.
0: Yes, and we will find out soon. And also, what happened on February 23rd was a sad day for pro wrestling when Kei Chimuto retired. And Old Japan also had a match on the card against pro wrestling Noah. It was uh, Ketamihara, Yumawagi and Tsuwama against Ketsuhiko Nakajima, Kenno, and Manabu Soya. It was built around the back background, uh, or the, the backstory of Kentumi and Katsuhiko Nakajima. And an interesting angle happened after the match when Keno pinned the Old Japan Tag Team Champion, Yuma Owagi. Backstage at, uh, backstage at the show, Kentumi Ahara, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Keno and Manabu Soya challenged Yuma Owagi and Nomura, uh, Takuya, uh, no, no for, wrong, Nomura, so I'm just staying with Nomura for now, and Nomura for all Japan Tag Team titles, which means uh, Keno and Manabu Soya challenging for both the GHC Tag Team titles and the All Japan Tag Team titles soon. And it's interesting because it seems like an All Japan versus Noah feud is kicking off.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's not only kicking off, but I think they're doing it in a great way. They're doing it slowly. They're they're very smart with it in that they're going to start. No offense to Yoshiki Amora, But they're going to start lower with, mm-hmm. For Kento And they're going to work their way up I think And it's 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 just smart business for both Parties uh, You know, pe- Some people might say it's like well, Why is Noah doing it because listen folks With Keiji Muto gone they need to try Things now okay I know people don't like Keiji Muto Which by the way you're all wrong um, <laughs> But that's besides The point uh, Like Keiji Muto or not, he was an absolute draw for them. So now they have to get creative and they need to try these new things. So I think doing that with all Japan and likely in some form getting to use the likes of a Kento Miyahara is very exciting. You saw, you know, if you saw that Dome show, you know how over he is. It doesn't really matter. Um, And you know how great he is. So whatever this leads to, I'm excited. I'm very excited. I think even more is going to be exciting. You know, there's those two spots in Champion Carnival, which are obviously, you know, ones that jump out for us moving forward. But I'm looking forward to seeing what exactly happens.
0: Yes, correct. Like you mentioned, also Mihara at the show called out Masakitamiya for the February 27th show that he should come out and uh, apologize to Mihara, That's like the background of the Kensuke office. And instead of Masaketamiya, Inamura appeared at the show and challenged Kentamihara to a singles match on the March thirteenth show in all Japan. March 14th. And that's gonna be fantastic. Like you said, it's gonna start slow. I mean it's kind of sad because I think that Inamura is like a main eventer if done right, but it seems like he's <laughs> gonna be gonna he's happen. gonna be the pin eater all the time when they need one and that's that's fine for for now, I guess, even though I would have loved to see him with a belt like a bit ago, he hasn't won a belt in his career. Can you imagine that? Um, not even with Masakita Mia
1: <laughs> with Noah, sadly, yes, I can imagine that. um any other promotion this guy is in? No, I would be shocked, but uh, uh yes. oh, oh Noah.
0: Um, it's, it's sad and like one of the problems Noah had. So I'm glad he's getting the big spot against, against Kenemiahara here. Even though it's like in Shinjuku, which is a small venue. It's like, okay, we, we have here a small venue and and Kenemiahara gets a singles match. Let's put on a least important guy for us.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I mean... He's going to have I think this is what the poor about anymore he's going to have maybe The best match of his career because of This match and I think that's a win For him yeah. ultimately And it's a big match for Kento which You know I think a lot of the scary part Of him losing the title wasn't even that He lost the title him losing to Eugene Nagata's is not a big deal it was What's next For Kento and if this Was always the plan which it clearly is then it's okay with me i i wouldn't mind if you had a scenario and this is maybe me just you know fantasy booking a little too much but if you had kento get to the final and one of the noah guys get to the final on the other side i think that would be crazy but it would be exciting um for champion carnival obviously you want to push your own guys too but Um, this story is almost too good to not follow through with and I think, you know, someone like a Masakitamiya in all Japan will only succeed, so I'm I'm just very excited.
0: Yeah, like you said, Masakitamiya is likely next because um, Kento asked Inomura to bring Masakitamiya to the show as a satin, so it means that we kind of get the confrontation between those two soon and With the Champion Carnival having two axes, there's a good chance that both, so Inamura and Masakitamiya are in the Carnival, and that's at least my hope. Of course, my dream is that Nakajima is going to take the spot, but I think we're going to wait a a bit longer for that, if it's even happening at all.
1: Mm, Yeah, I agree.
0: So just, just to name all the guys that are in Champion Carnival... It's in the A block, Yuma Awagi, Yashi Yoshitatsu. I don't think we need him. Riki Honda, T Hawk from a Strong Heart, Yun Saito, Cyrus, and an axe. On the B block, we have Suwama, Tsuchichikawa, Shotaro Shino, Naoya Nomura, Hokuto Omori, Rei Saito, and the, the top rookie, Yuma Ansai, and another axe. Um, from the lineups, the B block is. Way better than the egg block, but the egg block has Kento mihara
1: Yep, has <laughs> Kento, and, and yes, it has you have Kento. Kento. That's all you need sometimes. Uh, obviously, I think we can both agree. We wish, I wish um, these were a little bit stronger. So I will. I'm gonna hold out hope on them until they announce the X's because I think that will help the tournament if they're both good um whether it be nagata or someone in that range we'll have to wait and see but um yeah i i think i think with kento i mean there's obviously matches in there that you kind of look forward to more than others um but you know and It'll be great. It'll, it'll still be great even if it's not exactly I think what some people would have preferred, which is probably Kento in the stronger block. Um, but he's so good that whatever block he's in remains strong.
0: I mean, that lineup kind of shows what problem ha- Old Japan has and that like, the talent they have on top is really good. And then you s- way more or like the way you go down the card the worse it gets. Yeah. I mean Un Saito are cool prospects, but they should not be in the in the tournament. I guess why I get why they are, but they're not like you know, it's not like they're like great outstanding wrestlers. Same mm-hmm. same for like Ryuki Hana, even though they, they see a lot of potential in him, I think. Even he kind of kind of started to get a big push last year and then like dropped off, instantly got cooled off with a tag title that like had a sad or like had a bad ending with the Wooden Murder team winning the belts from them but otherwise I mean it's it's totally fine, you still have Yuma you still have Kentamihara, you still have T-Hawk, you still have Suwama Ishikawa, Ashino now Na- Nomura but the one guy that's missing to me is Takuya Nomura and I'm really sad that he's not in
1: yeah that was a letdown I I thought I thought he was gonna be in for sure. I actually never even questioned if he'd be in or not. Um, so I'm definitely upset now. Now I will say with A Block, you do have matches that Kento could succeed with. You have yeah. you know the T Hawks, you have the Yuma, you have Honda. Um, I even think he can get a really good match out of Cyrus. Um, I don't like Yoshi Like I said earlier, I think he stakes um <laughs> truthfully but again i'm holding a hope for the exes to kind of bring us back whether it's Masaki Tamiya or yuji nagata or someone Muto. <laughs> that would be honestly fantastic i would love every second of that yeah it would but be ridiculous that's... but it would be fantastic yeah
0: like you said katabu haro's would be fantastic t from the strong hearts and now, mm. after 33 minutes, we are over with all Japan. We move on to the Strong Arts promotion. Glade, great, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I still don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's great, but I I will stick with Glade because because it's, I guess people will get what I mean. But people will get what I mean. So, Glade had an EDN Arena show, the second EDN Arena. And on January 8th, and it had a big title change, which doesn't happen often. In Japan. And at Glade, I wasn't all Japan still in my mind. The Glade, because Glade doesn't doesn't have many titles and don't have them for a long time. And it was the rematch. The rematch of the Glade version four show just nine days before in a Tokyo Dome City Hall. It was Kaito Ishida defeating a in in Kaito Shida's hometown for the G ReX title. And I don't get this booking at all. I need to be serious here. Um, that's really bad booking to book a rematch nine days later just to do the hometown, uh, just to do the title switch in the hometown off the heel.
1: Yeah, that that is what they did. Um, made zero sense to me. Would have just crowned Ishida and had him walk into his hometown as champion. I think that would have been fine. Um, don't get me wrong, the match is still great. Uh yeah. the match is great. I thought it was actually better than the week prior, so that yeah. helps. Um so it's not like they did anything wrong in that respect. It's just it's mind boggling that they didn't they didn't do it the first time. But I guess that kinda in a lot of ways highlights what glate does and that's be different from a lot of promotions they they take chances they do weird things and i think that's part of the reason i'm so interested in the promotion as is and kaito as your you know your next g-rex champion was the right choice it's just a little odd that they did it this way but hey that's what they do
0: yeah totally like you said the match was I think, yeah, like I said, I agree with you. the match was a bit better than a than the match nine days prior. It helped that it, that the title change happened because a has been greatest champ he had great defenses, but it, it was good that we kind of moved on of the strong hearts dominance in the top scene of the promotion. we finally get something different, and the next challenger is. Kazuma Sakamoto from Bog Orchestra and the thing with him is that him and Kaito uh, Kaito know each other from Dragon Gate. the way together in the RED faction would help together the twin gate titles so we have a nice little background there the match will happen next month at the next big late show on March 21st that's gonna be interesting. I don't think it's gonna it, it's I don't think it's gonna be like a strong match or like a match of the year contender. It's gonna be a fine little first defense for Kaito that he's gonna need to establish himself as top champion.
1: hmm Yeah, yeah, I, I I definitely agree. I think I think it's a good first defense. I the one thing with Glate that I wish they didn't do is take so long in between defenses. Mm-hmm. I know they don't run a lot of shows, but they run enough shows that they don't need to do that in my opinion. So, I think that's my one like critique on how they do this because he he wins the title at the beginning of January and now we're waiting months um to get there. But, you know, I guess that's just a me thing. Um I'm excited for the title defense. I'm looking forward to the dial defense and uh I think it's very fitting that Glade has an interesting matchup like that for the title online.
0: Definitely, um, it's gonna be interesting how long he holds the belt because uh, Shima, who is likely the head book of Glade, he always prefers to to push his his strong hard guys. It's gonna be interesting how long it takes <laughs> till Kaido Shida loses the belt to like a strong hard guy, especially since T hawk is. Normally, T Hawk is the top guy from the song arts nowadays, but Man kind of took a spot. I guess we will, I, I, my guess is we will get the T Hawk reign down the line. And yeah. I would not be shocked if he's like winning the bout from Kaito like this summer or so.
1: Yeah. I, I look at the roster they have and it's like, it's one, it's solid because they work with good promotions too. Yeah. Um, but. You know, T Hawk's kind of the main one that jumps out to you, or Hayato Tamura, but they're both yeah. kind of heels. Um, I think those two would be your top two options to win the title next, uh, and I'm okay with that. I think that they have good they have good people to take over whenever Sheeta does lose it. Yeah,
0: totally, and that that's like the cool thing about like they are different. They have the UWF style that's really cool. And speaking of the UWF style. Glade also announced that a new UWF title tournament is happening this year, and it starts on March 7th with eight participants. And in the first block, you have Yu Isuka versus Minoru Tanaka, Takanori Ito versus Dan Tamura, and on the other side, you have Tetsuya Itsuhi versus Shinya Aoki, and Sumo Watanabe versus Hikaru Sato. And I know UWF style isn't for everyone. It's not really, MMA, not really wrestling, not really MMA, more like a mix in between. But those shoot matches or like the shoot sign matches in Glade can be fantastic. And my feeling is that the title perfectly, perfectly fits into the way that like what Glade wants to represent with the Glade MMA shows. Show that was happening last year that was like for me a total failure considering like all the wrestlers lost.
1: was stupid.
0: Yeah, stupid. <laughs> you can't bury your wrestlers more than like putting them into into MMA fights while promoting it as your own show. But whatever, that's another thing. Um, but I think that's a cool way to to represent or like represent uh, you or Tetsuya on. And the high level in like important matches without giving them G X title matches that they might lose.
1: Yeah, um, I think Glate does UWF rules better than anyone right now in wrestling, yeah. and not many people do them. As obviously, not many people do them, especially as much as they do. But the reason they do is because it sets them apart and it sets them apart well. That um, they're really good at executing them. Um, so I'm I'm happy that they're doing a tournament to crown a champion. I think it I think it's fitting for the, you know, Zukas of the World and that company um because I think he's great and obviously doesn't have the same direction of like a one, some of their main event talent. Um I I'm excited because I think more titles will be beneficial to this promotion.
0: Yeah, definitely, especially since then we might see more title defenses. On the main shows, and like more bigger matches, which always helps Glades. And sometimes it feels like nothing's happening from one stand, and out of nowhere, they pop out with a great angle, and everyone goes crazy about it. And also, I mean, we we already talked about her, but not other than Unagi Sayaka Pyotr Glade. Uh, what a shocker! No, for real. Um, Unagi Sayaka Pyotr Glade, she. Challenge uh, Michiki uh, Michiko Miyagi my- to a single match, but then what happened? Then? Um first of all, Mayu uh, Maya Fukuda ran in and like teased in a high kick straight at Unagi's Unagi's head, and was like, "Oh my god, now it's going down." And then, and then we got the setup between uh, Yukari Hosogawa, who is Rinrin from Chocopo, who might. From the people who might know her from there, um, who made her in ring return after like five months or like six, seven months, uh, due to her being like still a student and focusing on on you know school stuff, and for me Unagi Saika fits perfectly into this into this thing where like Yukari and Maya getting bigger matches and while Unagi just does her Unagi stuff and. X and and wins and does cool
1: stuff <laughs> I, w- I will never complain about Nagi in random promotions I think it's very it's fitting of her character ever. it's yeah, very it fitting, fitting of who she is and yeah. I think her and Glate another great spot it's a great spot for them because it gives them a prominent name to work with uh, more and more hopefully I hope that this isn't like, you know, just a couple times. It, I hope it kind of becomes a trend for them. You know, they don't have a lot of Joshi matches, but what Glate has done is they've kind of started the trend that a lot of promotions are beginning to follow, which is having Joshi on a Puro show. Yes. Um And it's working. I think it is working. I mean, they only have Michiko Miyagi, uh, Rinrin, who I can't remember her name. You just said it, but I still can't remember it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah Hasegawa, and... And my Fukuda, who I think they need to stop only having in UWF matches, um, because yeah. I think she's better than that. I think uh, yeah, she'd benefit from yeah. not just doing those.
0: My my prediction on that is that she's just signed to do them because they kind of want to push her as the face of the MA girls of Kaleid.
1: Yeah, well, they're gonna they're gonna be wrong about it, and they should uh, stop because she's she's a talented wrestler. I think yes. waiting to waiting to be even better, um, if they give her the shot. But yeah, we'll have that, to wait and like see if that ever happens.
0: More Joshi shooters is what we need.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Always yeah. gotta say that. Joshi it, it, yeah. shooters are fantastic and like something we rarely see these days. So having one is great. I yeah, like I said, like you said, I would love to see her more normal matches because I definitely think she could do that. I mean, she, I mean, her UWF style matches are great. So I think, and she's still really young, so I think she just can do the jump just like the others. Yeah, Unagi being there is awesome. Um, she wrestled then on the next show, uh, Yukari, uh, defeated Yukari, and after that they announced for the March twenty-first show that Unagi Sayaka is teaming up with Itsuki uh, Itsuki Aoki against uh, Yukari Hosugawa and uh, Miyagi, in a tag team match. And Unagi and Aoki is maybe the loudest tag team of all time. (laughs) Those two just only scream at each other, and it's going to be fantastic.
1: Yeah, that's a that's an interesting uh, way to look at it for sure. Um, I think I think that's a real and bringing in Ioki is, is exciting too. I think they they're bringing in all the right people. It's just they need more people signed. I think yes. for the Joshi division to uh, really jump out, but uh, well, again, good start, good start.
0: Yeah, I I don't think it matters, but it's like Miyagi and the the others like girls alike losing every match against outsiders, which is kind of this annoying, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's likely the only way they can get those outsiders coming into the promotion wrestling there.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: And that's it for Glade. Um, it was a short talk. They haven't done much this in the first two months compared to what they have done last year, but we have a nice setup for the March 21st show with some cool matches with the UWF tournament starting soon. And I'm definitely going to follow what's happening next. And from now to Puro Promotions, we are jumping to Joshi Promotions. We start off with Sendai Girls. Sendai Girls had a couple of shows um, this year, even though we have only seen one of them, because the upload schedule is the worst I've ever seen in my entire life. I think we are now Uh... into December. Maybe...
1: No, no, no. give me i i need to say this i blame michael setta more (laughs) from going back to back to japan for a while it's her fault they were they were rolling with the uploads we were doing good we were having you know shows up within a month and then she comes around and we don't get anything for months and i just wanted to blame her and i'm happy she's back in wwe doing crap because she was taken away from my sendai girls
0: i mean WWE wants to tell us right now that women's wrestling wasn't respected till Meiko Satomura started her career. So, come on.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's uh, that's a can of worms. I'm not gonna hold it. Um. Uh
0: But, yeah. Back to Sendai Girls. The one show we have seen was the Sendai Girls Big Show in, what a surprise, Sendai. (laughs) And it had um, Chihiro Hashimoto and you Versus Ryo Minanami, and once again Unagi Sayaka. Oh my god! I
1: think you should just name this episode the Unagi Sayaka episode.
0: I think. I think. I. I. We have her in like five different promotions that we are talking about at least, and yeah, two more. Oh, <laughs> we. 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 Nobody can escape her. The most awesome thing that has happened to Joshi in a long time. <laughs> now, the the match. The match was scheduled to be Hashimoto and Yu versus Ryo Mizunami and Manami for the all uh, for the vacant Sennawe Girls Tag Team titles after, I think, yeah, it was Dash who got injured, correct? It was Dash, yeah. Yeah. Correct. It was Dash who got injured, who is out now for a couple of more months, I think like three or four more months. Uh, Wish you her the best. She's awesome, and I really need her back. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and, I get re- I get really sad when Dash gets hurt because uh, her and Arroyo were having a hell of a run.
0: Dash is awesome and like really needs more matches, needs more big matches. And I hope she gets when she comes back. But back to the match. Um, so, that Unagi replaced M- Ryo Mizunami because her opponent, Yurika Oka, also was out due to, I think it was like some illness, same for Manami. And we have a non-title tacky match here, and that was. I think it was really good. I think it was the best Inagi-Sayaka match outside of stardom since the young period started. Mm -hmm. And she's doing her, I think in-ring-wise, she's doing her best work in Senna Girls. Because simply because you have her put against Hashimoto and Hashimoto beating the crap out of baby faces is always fantastic.
1: Yeah. I think the praises of Sendai Girls for a reason, like, yes, their upload schedule stinks. I know that. I'm very aware of that. But no promotion, I think, books better talent consistently on the Joshi scene than them, outside of like stardom, obviously. Um, because you know, they have they have a good core. And then they bring in all the best outsiders. They bring in Takase. They bring in Asuka, who's, of course, the champion. They bring in Unagi Sayaka. They bring in Sayori Anu. They bring in Mayukihi now. Like, they are bringing in the very, very best of the Joshi scene. It's also part of the frustration of why, like, their upload schedule stinks. Because I want to see almost all the matches they ever do. Um... And, and thankfully, I think after today, um, the day of this recording, we're actually almost there um, in terms <laughs> of being caught up from last year. So th- the next batch, I believe, will be the new year. So we'll finally get to jump into that. But um, I think I think Unagi showed out in this match. It was a big spot for her. Um, I liked her and Rio as a team. I wish they were a team moving forward. They're not. Um, but I liked them a lot. I the one thing with Sendai girls, too, is like their house shows are almost always better than their pay per views, um. it's insane.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's likely because they just booked the most random and most of nowhere sickest matchup that you have in the Joshi scene, yeah, outside of Sodom. But but those matches, you know, they they kind of we we know what the roster has it's like with Sendai, you have like three or four core members right now, yeah. with, with Dash being out. And right, them right. bringing in like all those cool indie, go- indie girls just helps them. And on the big shows, it's it's like they bring in someone like Aja Khan, ya- like Yago Yokota, like Mayumi Osaki, and that kind of, you know, the quality kind of suffers under that that we normally have with the normal Senegals house shows because if we compare the shows with each other for example on on the latest one we have miko water versus new momono match with asuka vs sirika oka we have mayu uh mayuki and sariyanu versus manami ryo mizunami we have hashimoto and Yu against miki takas and uh sakura Hirota. the goat by the way sakura Hirota. <laughs> And then uh, Hiro Matsumoto and Hira, uh Suzuki, who's like a really cool, promising talent that's just 16 years old. And that's like way better than what they're doing on a big show where they throw in like all the big stars to sell tickets, which I don't think they need.
1: That's crazy. At least yeah.
0: product-wise.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you there.
0: And to continue, um, so so then we just gonna jump to the next show where the Senegals tag team title match happened. It hasn't aired yet, like we said, but Hashimoto and Yu won the belts again for the. I think it's now the third time together. Tag team. They won them. Um, they won them in a awakened title match against Minami and Minami. I bet the match was great. I can't wait to see it in May.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: if we are lucky, uh,
1: you know. I Will give Sendai Girls a little credit, they get they get they allow me to see the show sooner than uh PWG does. Congratulations!
0: (laughs) That's the standard. At least Mm -hmm. we can watch the shows, they like jersey promotions, like colors that like put them on DVD, and we will never see them in our lifetime.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that uh, bothers me forever that that happened. (laughs) Not that I'm this might get people yell at me but not that i need to see color shows because uh i'm not gonna say i don't love colors but i'm not as big a fan of them as some so there you go
0: and yes so we have them again as tag team as the tag team champions um Sendai girls can't survive like four months without belting up Chihiro hashimoto and it's only a matter of time till she's a six time Senegal's world champion. Yep. And yep. Yeah.
1: She's just busy um in stardom right now. That's why she doesn't have the title, pretty much. At least that's how mm-hmm. I feel about it. I think that's why she's currently not champion. I think that's okay.
0: Which is okay. Yeah, we, we, we can't survive without Hashimoto on top for a few months because the current top champion is Asuka, also known in the United States as Venny, who's like one of the best wrestlers overall in the entire world, and she defended her Senegals World title against Mika Iwata. Mika Iwata, for those who don't know her, at this point she's the goto of Senegals.
1: <laughs> yeah, she sure is.
0: She she suffers that Hashimoto is the is the Unbeatable ace of this promotion, and that no one can top her in the next few years. Which is sad because she's awesome.
1: Yeah, the reality has set in that she probably may not ever touch this top belt. Um, if they if they knew what was good for them, they would build a story out of that, out of her many, many, many failures. And turn it into a money story. I won't get my hopes up, but they should do that. Um, I wouldn't have de- dethroned Asuka here, though, because I think Asuka is as good a champion as you can have. Um, I think you know you you said it very well. That she's one of the best in the world today uh, for a reason. So uh, the title match itself was pretty good. Um, I'd say even you know nearing great in a lot of ways it just uh i i actually i might have liked it better than the title change match from la- the end of last year with Hashimoto and asuka which is that match i think didn't reach the level i knew it could based off that previous match but yeah
0: that that one was weird, yeah
1: but a good start to asuka's reign nonetheless hopefully uh hopefully she holds this for another good couple of months
0: Correct and I hope we get at least one or two more tidal defenses. We get some fresh new new people before we get Hashimoto back on top. Because the third match between them is gonna gonna happen. And it's likely gonna happen till in the summer. So we can hope that we at least get like one or two more defenses out of it.
1: Yeah.
0: For the yeah, match
1: that
0: would be nice. Uh, for the match. I I wouldn't say I was disappointed. I just felt like that these two could have had a way better match if they wanted to. I did not yeah. know if it was like the time because it went just like I don't know 12 13 minutes or so if the match was kind of too short for them or if it had like any other reasons but it felt to me that it it hasn't reached the level of greatness that you would might would expect a match between Mika Wata and Veni. Oscar.
1: yep yep um like i like i said i'm um i'm happy that i'm happy that oscar's champion i think that's my biggest takeaway from it i'm look i'm looking forward to whatever's next
0: that's correct and oscar isn't the only champion in Senegal; she's also this seedling tag team champion
1: <laughs> yeah wasting and- away with that title because they don't defend it enough but okay sorry i got angry <laughs>
0: Speaking of seedling, that's the next promotion we're gonna talk about. And like you said, they haven't defended the belts since I think it's October. I need to look up, I think it's October. Yeah, it's October.
1: And yeah, that was a gr- yeah, they had a great freaking title match with the Yami Sasamore and uh Rico Kaiju. And then they were just like, yeah, we don't need to defend these anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: cool. it's kind of kind of wasted at this 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 point because I felt like the way of building up. I think Alex mentioned it too a couple of times. Um, they were building up the the Yoshiko versus Oscar feud, and then Yoshiko just stopped appearing for some reason, and yeah. still hasn't for like an entire year now, which hurts the promotion a lot because. People are not I know people aren't fans of Yoshiko, like not many are fans of Yoshiko, but this promotion needs star Power top
1: Quickly. yeah I, uh I'm not gonna get my hopes up, thinking Yoshiko walks back in the door anytime soon, um what they need to do. And I can't stress this enough Is keep working with other promotions They you know your best Your best plan is to Follow the leads Of a promotion like Sendai and And you know We're starting to get a hint of it maybe they're worth They're considering Working with Marvelous Maybe stuff like that That we can hope for Um they work with Ice Ribbon from time to time. They work a little bit with J, but I want more of that. Your roster isn't strong enough. And, and when you work with these promotions, bring in some top names, not just their prospects. Don't get me wrong. I love that they're bringing in you know the Krayas of Pure J, and they're you know bringing in Takase more and more, but keep bringing these people in and putting them in signature matches rather than just tossing them in the fake high-speed matches that they do.
0: Oh, yeah. The high-speed matches and I will never be friends. (laughs) But to get into what they have done in the first month, they had two shows. On the first show, there was a really cool match that I quickly want to talk about. It was Arisa Nakajima. Hiroyo Hatsumoto Rio, and Ryo Mizunami against Itsuki Aoki, Riku Kaichi, and Riku Kawahata. On the one side, you have the veterans, while on the other side, you have more the the, the young wrestlers. Um, I wouldn't really call Itsuki Aoki the young wrestlers with like six or seven years of experience now, but she definitely counts into that, considering the story you're telling. And that match was like the perfect way how to book like a six-man or like a six-woman attack between vets and young veterans. Especially Riku Kawahata looked really great in this match as a babyface because she got the shit kicked out of her the whole match and it just worked well. Um, the match itself was, I think it was likely, likely one of the better, uh, better multi-man tag matches in Choshi in this, this year. Um, if you don't watch it, you will not miss that much, I think. But I think it's interesting considering what is happening at the next show.
1: Uh yeah, I thought this tag was really, really good. Yeah. Um it, it's it's what I want from Seedling. That's what this match was. It's what Seedling should be doing is is putting on these highlight tags. Um I think I think Ayame and Rico um sorry uh i just completely blanked out what i was about to say um but but with with seedling and I, i'm gonna keep pushing this because this is what i want but with Rico and ayame i think these two are such a good tag team that they're 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 one of the more underappreciated tag teams. with joshi and they're still pretty fresh so i'm not gonna get upset with people that don't fully know them but this match with the Aoki and Kagura. Kagura is someone that I'm starting to come uh become a fan of. Uh it's took a little time because I think she's so behind the you know, the likes of a Tomoka Inaba from J yeah. uh, in JTO that's like you kind of overlook her. And I think Aoi kind of jumped over her too in a lot of ways because of how charismatic Aoi is. But Misa's definitely putting it together and seeing her get the win here and eventually a title match is very cool. And Aoki's just a great uh, base to have in a match. And I think, like you said, with Sasamura moving forward, that's uh, that's exciting too.
0: Yes. Uh, like you said, Riku Kawahata um, got, got the main event victory in a battle royal, challenged Arisa Nakajima for the title, and the match happened in the next show. And I think uh, Kawahata did great here. I mean, we, we know her from, from, from like other places where she gets big, big bigger matches. But that was like likely her biggest match of her career. I would say at least. I mean, we know her getting like tag title shots or whatever. whatever but we have never seen her getting a big single title match in like a while now. And that was great. Uh Kawahata did really well here and the story that Nakajima just just uh, slaughters every young wrestler in Joshi before likely the match against uh Riku Kaichi happening is just great.
1: I freaking love these two. I do. I think Arisa Nakajima is the only non uh let me rephrase. I think she's the only wrestler in the... And, and people might disagree with me, and that's fine. But I think she's like... She would be my top option for wrestlers that are, like, all-timers in terms of, like, who should be remembered as one of the very best. Like, she is one of the only, in terms of, of the 2010s, yes. to get to that level with the likes of Amayu Itani... And Io Shirai And I'll toss Tsukasa in there as well uh, Tsukasa Fujimoto I think those are like the main four Kyrie, obviously too Kyrie is a different I don't really count Kyrie and Io because they went to WWE So that's just different um, But I think that's how much I respect Risa Nakajima and She will go down as one of the most underrated wrestlers Of all time uh, Fantastic tag wrestler, fantastic singles wrestler And you bring up that Rico Kaiju match, it's one of my favorites from Joshi last year. And this this was that, not to that degree necessarily, but it was the best match of Rico Kawahata's career to this yes. point in my opinion. Uh, you know, I think Rico is a star in the making. What she's done in the past year to transform herself as a wrestler is truly fantastic and this was a good building block for her, and and the where where they're going with this Nakajima run is exactly where I hope they would is that's wrestling these wrestlers that maybe don't get big title shots, um and can go out there and prove it against someone like Nakajima.
0: And totally, um, I don't know if you have seen it, but there was like like always like a big discussion with Arisa Nakajima and her title reigns, and it was like always saying. You know, the matches against Hanako Nakamori or like Ryo Mizunami are great and I love to see them. Mm. But I would rather prefer her facing someone new like, you know, now Riku Kawahata in a singles match. Instead of going over the same names over and over and over again. We already have seen Arisa a Nakajima defeating all kinds of big names in like, I don't know, like 20 times now. Yeah. So, I'm gl- just glad they go with something new because that's definitely what Seedling needs. Seedling needs freshness, especially since we still have Arisa Nakajima on top, the ace of the promotion. She's always going to stay on top till she likely retires, which is okay. It's the way Joshi and Issa are booked, but at least then they can finally give us something fresh as the challengers. And that's what I all them what need.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very well said there.
0: And speaking of young challengers, um. Itsuki Aoki came out and wanted to challenge, um, but Arisa Nakajima just said no, pushed her out of the ring. And Ayame Sasamura from uh, 2AW came out and challenged Arisa Nakajima to, his, uh, to the title match. That match will happen in March as well. Their first title match against each other was in 2019, and since then, Sasamura didn't really get some, some, a big match. Uh, Sasamura's like the thing where uh, fans, or like Joshi fans wait for like four years now that she's finally breaking out but she has been held a bit back, it was like a time like 2019 where she was way above the level where she's like right now a Senegal's junior champion winning the seedling beyond the seed tag team titles and whatever, now she's just you know, just matches, so it's finally great to see her in a bigger spot because she's great If you let her wrestle, she's great. And I can't wait for this match.
1: Totally agree. uh, I'm such a fan of hers. Um, She really made me a fan in 2022 with all the opportunities she was getting. And seeing now this be kind of the culmination of that's awesome. It's just, it's awesome to see.
0: Yeah, last year she had, she had the match against uh, Hashimoto at the Kerrigan Hall show. That was really good. That that showed like what potential she had. It went like sixty minutes, and now she had a bit ago. I think it was against Kihaku on a two WA show. It was like a small show, and where she also like they had a totally f- cool match against each other that like you know nobody will ever see because it's two AW and nobody outside of me ever watches that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's finally great that that's some that she's getting a spot in a bigger promotion, at least for like Jersey fans. A bigger promotion,
1: I totally agree.
0: And speaking of Jersey promotions, we have one that had an eventful 2023 or like first two months of 2023, even though I wouldn't say it wasn't a good way. Um, marvelous. Has had some some rough last few months Ugh. since injury. I I don't really want to, you know. Okay, I okay. I I was trying to to um to think if I should go really into detail about this, but I need to rage about it. Um. Okay, we gonna start with the Takumi roha match. Got announced. The return match got announced after four months of injuries. She's wrestling in Spain before, which is totally fine. Um. She wait. Uh, she wrestled Nightshade there which many, or a name many might know from the TJPW Wrestle Princess 2, no, 3, 2? It's free the, <laughs> the free show where she challenged Yuki Rides uh, Saki Kai, in a semi-main event, like that really bad tag title match. Hmm. And now Takumi Roha had to return to Japan announced it's Leo Isaka and Takumi Roha against Nagashima and Daisuke Sekimoto. And I have no <laughs> clue who, who asked for this.
1: I have no clue who asked for match.
0: that and was like, "Oh my God, let's book this match."
1: I like Sakamoto. It's... Yeah.
0: It's... <laughs> that, well, what what are the chances that he, that that he and Ruha is gonna lock up?
1: Very little, which is the most upsetting part of this whole match. Because I, uh, no offense, to Nagashima, I think she, I think out of all the older Joshi, she's one of the better ones. Um, I these days. That.
0: That's great. Right.
1: Yeah. But it's not, that's not saying a lot because most yeah. of them stink. So, uh, especially the ones that work for Marvelous. Tomoko she, she Watanabe, you are work. my enemy. She
0: can at least walk. That's
1: something. Yeah. Tomoko <laughs> Watanabe, you are my enemy. I will oh. never watch another match of yours again. You stink. Sorry. I, I got angry.
0: Yeah. Nagashima at least can walk. And she's the current um, AAAW champion.
1: Yeah. That sucks, huh?
0: Uh, <laughs> we we all know that we rather want to see Miyamoto or yeah uh, even Takumi in that spot but whatever. oh
1: Takumi cool. will be back oh uh, Takumi
0: oh yeah soon enough <laughs> after we have done the, the Tomoko feud uh,
1: yeah <laughs> but
0: what what is upsetting about this this or like kind of funny about this Iruha return match is they had set up an entire angle with like a five minutes promo between Unagi Sayaka. And <laughs> Takumi Iroha, just in the end, for Iroha to say, no, I'm not going to wrestle here, and I'm l- rather teaming with Lee or Isaka?
1: Come it's on. crazy. I mean, uh...
0: it's, it's, it's kind of a bit that Iroha, uh, that Nagi tries to get herself in big matches, and the other wrestler says no. Uh, Asha Kong, for example, is 0-1. But here's like, I don't give a shit if Aja Kong wrestles Unagi Saka. Unagi definitely cares. She's—I bet she's a big fan—and wrestling Aja Kong is great. But I don't need to see that. But I need to see that Iroha versus versus Iroha versus Um Unagi match because it has been it has been teased for a while now. It was scheduled for the December fourth show, where in the end the two uh, the uh, the title match title tournament. Title tournament happened, so I was uh, finally I was like, okay, we finally are gonna see that, and then they announced this and was like, oh fuck off, <laughs> and, and now we are here again. Uh, and funny enough, it's like I think it's now the fourth time we've mentioned Nagisa kind of promotion. We can't escape her; she 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 always is behind us, and we love her for that.
1: Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, I think on on, on the Takumi. Unagi match, at least I hope, is that they want it in a bigger scenario, maybe on a bigger show. Like I'm trying to it- think why they would hold it off, and maybe it's they want it on a Corkin when Takumi's more back into it. I don't know.
0: Yeah, um, speaking of what could be a big match for Unagi versus, or like what could be a big scenario for Unagi versus I- ira to happening is. If we look at the AAAW title scene with Nagashima facing Tomoko Watanabe soon for the belt, with Unagi crime. being already announced as the next challenger. And Ugh. Tomoko Watanabe versus Nagashima sounds like one of the worst matches of this entire year, at least for the big title feud. Or like for a big title feud.
1: And oh, it's so bad.
0: It's it's like I, I I guess okay, the Marvelous fans are interested in my but nobody can tell me that the Marvelous fans are not interested more in Unagi Sayaka versus Tekimiroa or like Iroha versus Miyamoto, whatever than this match.
1: This is and, what is wrong with Marvelous in every way.
0: And you know, okay, I know they lost Rin Katakura a month ago. Which is a big loss for them since she's one of the biggest stars. And they kind of lost Iroh due to injury for a few months. I know. And I know that Nagashima is just a replacement because of all that. But couldn't we have strapped up Mio Momono instead?
1: No. Because we don't get what we want. That's why. But
0: what we got was a Mio Momono trial series. She's in her eighth. Year as a wrestler, got getting rookie series now. That's at least a, an improvement, I guess. <laughs> this this promotion this promotion adds me to sometimes. Um. Mm. So Miyamoto is doing a five match trial series to prove herself. For some reason, I don't know why. At least we get good matches out of it. The first one was against Kari Ito. That was not a good match. Shocked. Mio Momono lost, which made it even worse. <laughs> That's Shocked. why I'm not going to talk about it.
1: Not worth it.
0: Then the second one was against someone really interesting. You kind of mentioned it earlier. It was Risa Nakajima, this uh, Beyond Sea champion from Seedling. Um, she faced Mio Momono, and that match was really good, and it finally showed, again, how good Mio is, because she haven't been able to cook in the last few months, mainly because they were taking it slow after her big injury, which is understandable. Um, now it seems like we we finally get the meal we have been asking for for like months now, and that match was a proof uh, was like a proof why we want to see more of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Long overdue. Long overdue. But uh, nice to finally see her do what she's so good at.
0: Um, the match was kind of short I think Mio lost in like 13 minutes I mean I don't have a problem with with that match going 30 minutes, uh, 13 minutes but it's like we likely will never see the match ever again in our lifetime there's at least a good chance we will never be considering that when Mio is on the top of Marvelous we will never see that so I kind of wish they would have gotten a bit more time to like fully go all out and have a fantastic match that they have in them But I'm not complaining that I'm getting this matchup compared to what we have seen from, like, the matchups Mio was getting in the last few months. Tomoko Watanabe, like, every set match. Uh, I, who sounds, squashes, whatever. I don't think anyone needs more of that. So give me more Arisa Nakajima or, like, someone else. Maybe, I don't know, Mayuki, who is sometimes a marvelous now, for example, instead Mm. of more old women that nobody needs. And yes, that was marvelous actually. It wasn't that much happening. We have the Tomoku's Nakashima match coming up, but otherwise we are done with that promotion. The next one is prominence. They had two little shows in one in January um, at the beginning of the month that wasn't really like much worth talking about, except for the main event, because it was a Suzuki trial series death match. And those matches always rock. This time it was against Toshiyuku uh, Sakuda, who also had a small excursion in the US last month. And that one, I, I wouldn't say was the best match out of her series, rather one of the worst ones. But it was still really brutal, and Suzu is like an excellent, excellent babyface fighting from underneath in the tri series. Suzu
1: Suzuki is one of the very best in the world so any match that she has at this point feels like it has to be watched by all um and her her death match series with prominence has been the same exact thing as you kind of hope for with her is um really exciting i'm excited to get to the february show because i actually think top to bottom their february show was their best overall show to date
0: Yes, totally. That's why we're gonna talk about that, and I think it's actually worth to talk about like three matches there, which which is mm-hmm. insane because because prominence is not like you know they don't have all those big big names. I mean, they have some solid names outside of the prominence roster, but most of them are like you know Myoko, uh, Miyako Matsumoto or like Sakura Hirata. Right, right, right. But right. sometimes they bring in Miki Takazu, for example. And she had a match against Prominent Akane Fushita. and holy shit, that match was awesome and way better than I expected. Likely for me, the best Akane Fushita performance in a very long time, if not in her entire career.
1: Yeah, it's it's um, it's a uh, It's nice to see Miyuki Takase do what she does best again um it feels like it's been a while i uh my frustration with the handling of takase on the scene um gets louder and louder as the days go on but when matches like this happen i'm very happy i'm very happy that she's out there killing it again and and showing why she's one of the very best um and i thought yeah i definitely agree this is probably akane's best match of her career at least singles match wise yeah, at the very least um the headbutt was terrifying uh it, it it was a great singles match and kind of the reason i love these prominent shows to begin with
0: yeah totally um i i need to mention akane um, Mochi Natsumi and uh, Hiragi Kurumi don't have an easy next to Suzu and Risa who like from the style power like three or four levels above them and I think it's cool that at least like while Kurumi's finally showing what she can do in stardom Akane is, is killing it here on a prominent show I hope she gets some bigger spots if she continues to deliver it like that because we have seen now that she can have great matches and they are not like like levels below the other two, at least in ring wise
1: yeah i get you um yeah mochi natsumi's not my cup of tea but uh now no. the other two i think have shown multiple signs in the past um uh, for the longest time i felt like akane was actually the better between her and kurumi but kurumi with her health getting better you know her knee get her getting more confident in her knee uh, She has really shown why she is a former um, Ice Cross Infinity Champion and why I think a lot of people should be excited for her moving forward in and out of stardom. But yes. uh, yeah, I definitely agree with all that.
0: Yeah, there, there, there's definitely a reason why Kurumi is like a six-time I assume Tag Team Champion and two-time Ice Cross Infinity Champion. Yeah. I mean, I think she won as many belts as Risa Serra. And it definitely has a reason for it. And she finally shows it. And I hope she gets bigger spots here too. Or at least in stardom and outside of stardom. Here on that show, she had a six-woman tag team match. that was not centered around her, but it was centered around her tag team partner here, Risa Sara. It was Risa Sarah Yuki Miyazaki from Wave, uh, Hiraki Kurumi against Chris Brooks, Heartlake Jackson, and Violent Jack. And... That was a Risa Sarah is awesome at. Yeah, she 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 went out there and just bled the whole time, and it was awesome. I loved
1: it. Yeah, she uh, she she's incredible. She is everything that I think I personally love about not not, not just Joshi, but the, if you're going to bring the death match side of things into it, I, I think she's my favorite to watch. It's like her and her and June Kasai for me are like my two favorites because they just get it right there. Those are two, those are two wrestlers who are good at pro wrestling and use death matches to enhance a match rather than be the entire thing. If that makes sense. Like I, death me and deathmatch wrestling have an interesting relationship, I'll admit that, but when you have wrestlers like Erisa Sarah who's so good it makes it makes death matches worth watching and this wasn't even supposed to be a death match. it just became that way for her um i I think everyone in this match did a great job, but she was the the star as yeah. you'd imagine it,
0: it, yeah. I think Chris Brooks tweeted afterwards, like quoted the match and said like that. Risa Sera is awesome, and I just can agree with that. Um, she, she has been great in Stardom. She she kind of get underappreciated for a few because Susan is showing out so well. But but her matches in Stardom, like her performances, have been awesome. Now her performances outside of Stardom have been awesome. Awesome. I love to see more of her. I hope every promotion books her. I hope Freedoms finally books her because they also started to book Joshi's. With Nane Takahashi and and uh, Surya Nu in like tank match, I I don't mm-hmm. know the full tank match. I hope she's getting getting here also past a few spots because she definitely would fit into the vibe, like Rina Yamashita for example.
1: For sure. And
0: moving on to the main event, it was uh this time it was Takashi Sasaki, the promoter of Pro Wrestling Freedoms, facing Suzuki in the eighth trial series match of Suzuki's death match. Death match series and for me that was maybe it, it was a really good match I think she had Susa had better matches uh, better death matches in her career especially in the trial series like the like I said o- already before in the uh, Sakura one but this was once again a great match I mean we talk about great matches here we compare it's not like that matches are like bad or like just solid we talk about we compare here great matches to
1: world-class matches yeah it was one of my favorites uh for her deathmatch wise um it's it showed it showed a lot of her growth in the deathmatch mindset and i think that's kind of what you look for when you do a trial series i think she has better matches coming up obviously because of you know big specific name that's booked but um, I I've enjoyed this series and this was another one where I was like, Yeah, this is this is why we're doing this, right? It's it's for her to put on great showings and be the face of prominence in a lot of ways, even if Risa Serra is the leader, she is the face of it, and you see it every prominent show.
0: That's correct. And like you said, uh she has two matches left on her schedule on like her trial series. The first one is against Masahi Takeda. Who just came back since his um, wife died last year, and he needed to to look after the children and took like a break. I think I think it was him.
1: I hope. I yeah, think so.
0: it, it was him, and he he came like like back in July or so, and mm-hmm. now he's facing Suzuki and that match will be fantastic. Takeda is one of the best uh, deathmatch wrestlers of this generation, and the other one. Well, when we talk about one of the best deathmatch wrestlers of this generation, we have maybe here the best. In the curriculum Hall, the one-year anniversary of prominence, Suzuki against Jun Kasai. And this has match-of-the-year contender written all over it.
1: Yeah, if they go to the extent that we know they both can, it... Uh... It can be your death match of the year. It can be your ma- one of a ma- the best matches of the year. I just hope that they go to that level that I know they can.
0: Yeah. Well, and 100%, I mean, they 100% likely will. Jinkasai, one of the most over-wrestlers in the entire country, facing against Suzuki in front of the Kuroken, I mean, there's not much that can go wrong here, especially since we have seen uh, uh, Suzu's growth in death matches compared to their match in 2021 that was also i think was really good susu has been a lot better since then and i think we are into something here everyone should check it out if it's if it's on youtube at least
1: yeah that 2021 match is my favorite actually so uh of Suzu's run because i think it challenged her the most um and that was when she was still learning. So I think that's why I liked it so much. Learning the deathmatch part. Obviously, she has been a great wrestler for years now. Um, and it being in the venue that it is, make gives us all the potential that it will be fantastic. Yes,
0: totally. And yeah, that's now it for prominence. We have now Pro Wrestling Wave coming up. They haven't had done much this year because we are like just waiting for Nagisa Nozaki to return for a knee injury. But we had a January 1st show that was, I think was likely the best wave show in forever. Because it has an all-around great card. And for me, the, the standout match, of course, was the main event. Hikaru Shida defending her Regina the Wave title against Risa Serra. Yeah, we, we talked about Risa Serra, but the Shida, Shida run in Japan has been fantastic. And I really can't wait till when she's back in March. I think she's back next in
1: next week. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah you are correct. She is back next week. Uh, she has one of her shows coming up, so she's back in Japan. Um, with with wave overall bringing in prominence, it's been kind of one of the best parts of wave for the better part of however long they've been doing now. So like. Seeing Risa Sarah get a big title match against Sheeta was exciting. Um, you know, it's a little more. It's it's not the exact match you kind of probably expect if you're going into it blind and not knowing a lot about Wave and what <laughs> Risa Sarah is doing there. Um, but it's very entertaining and kind of kind of the embodiment of what Wave does and what these two can do. Because you get a little bit of everything.
0: Yes, totally. Um, To explain it to the ones that haven't watched, there was like a bit in, in the middle where like both brought out the suitcases of like half of the roster. And it goes back to like Risa Sarah having a small obsession with suitcases over the last couple of months in Wave. If you are into that kind of stuff, you and, and you will love it. If not, it's totally understandable. But the good part of the match, like I think the other, like, 10 minutes or so, like, 12, 10, 15 minutes were, like, straight up. They were beating a shit, shit out of each other. And that was the part that, like, rocked here.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, Then, we also had a few tactile matches here that I will quickly mention. First of all, it was on the January 4- 1st show, it was Galaxy Punch defending her uh, their titles against Sherry and Yoneyama, that was totally fine. The next one was against um, Haruko Mizaki and Sakura Hirota. That was a bit more of comedy because Sakura Hirota, if you like comedy, it, it's always with Wave. You would you need to know that. With Wave, it's always like, if you like comedy, you will love the promotion. If not, then only specific matches are for you. And that's kind of the way Wave tells their stories for like years now. Um Galaxy Punch also defended against Kakuro Sekiguchi and Riku Kawahata, and also against Kikutaru and uh, Kushin, Kushinobu Kamen, which was a full-blown weird, weird tag title match that I hope no one ever sees because <laughs> if, if you know if you know Kikutaru, you know what he's doing, and it, it's kind of weird if he's like. Trying to grab certain body parts of of Joshi wrestlers, and you know,
1: it's- yeah, I hate him. I hate him in every single part of my being. When I saw that that was a match, I said, "Oh, well, I'm never seeing that one." And, yeah stinks.
0: Yeah, um, I hope no one ever watches it, and I hope that Stardom never books him again because he that he was at the Queenum show, sure, I think. In the if world. I if
1: if I had my way, I I would hope no one ever books him again. But you know what, he yeah. will be booked, sadly.
0: <laughs> he will be booked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just just hope he just never need to see me again. Um, next promotion, I think we will talk about. I think we will talk about a bit longer now. Is Big Japan. Big Japan hasn't really had like a big show that was like standing out, but it has uh, some couple of great matches that I want to mention. That people, everyone will love. If you haven't seen them, you should definitely check them out. We will start with the title match between Okabayashi and Hide- Hideyoshi Kamitani from January 2nd. That was the, for the Big Japan World Strong Heavyweight title. And that one was likely from a match we'll mention here, the worst one. Simply because they went way too long. They went nearly thirty minutes, and it dragged in the middle a lot.
1: It felt never ending it felt it, never ending it, yes. it really did,
0: especially came out <clears throat> around the time where you had like all the all the other crowds already cheering, and you had your first, huh. you know like like a more quiet crowd it it was kind of uh but yeah. I can I can kind of understand what you were going for here. I was expecting actually a title change, so okay, but Yashi retained, but I expect the title change to Kamitani so they are merging together the the deathmatch title, which uh Kamitani currently currently holds and and a and a, stro- a world strong heavyweight title because I feel like that the deathmatch title is kind of useless right now. Just for the super reason that the deathmatch division is really bad at this point.
1: <laughs> it's uh, much like Big Japan itself. It's on, uh, it's on its last they, legs.
0: Yeah, it, it's 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 sad the way because they have good talents, but it's hope we get more of the other talent, more of the best talents outside of Big Japan. More oh, because please. Big Japan itself rarely books them in great great stuff. But another match that, like, really rocked from, from Big Japan was Astronauts versus Gracie Lovers from February 8th. That was the Tag Team Tournament semifinal. Uh, f- the Tag Team Tournament has been going for, like, the last 20 years, so I have not kept up with it. <laughs> I'm, I, I think, I like, I need to look up. But I think it legit started in, in September and it ended now.
1: That's a long term, especially when not every team's like great.
0: No, no. And but one of the matches you should definitely check out from them was um, Fuminori Abe and Takuya Nomura. Takuya Nomura, we have already talked about him against Masai Takeda and Takumi Tsukamoto, and it was like they went like 12 minutes, and they just beat the living hell out of each other. I thought it was bloody fantastic and I would definitely recommend it to everyone to see how awesome the astronauts are as a tactic because they are likely for the last couple of years, they're like one of the best tactics in the world and like no one ever talks about them because no one watches their matches. Sadly.
1: Sadly is correct. Um I think I think the astronauts They'll be they'll be considered the most underrated tag team in wrestling until they get the proper look. And I don't know if that'll ever actually happen because Big Japan's so small comparably like they would get the respect even more if they were in all Japan. Like that's if even if they were that level, I think they'd get a lot more respect. But because they're in Big Japan, it, it's just so hard for them to stand out. Um, unless you're deep into the Puro scene. And I wish they had more big matches too. I think that would help them. But I guess this is me complaining just because I want more from them than anything else.
0: Yeah, I, I can't get enough of them. Um, They have been, I mean, they are fantastic. Not only is Tag Team, we have talked about uh, Nomura having a great singles match this year against Ketemiahara. And Fuminu Abe had a great uh, great singles match. It was actually for the Big Japan Junior Heavyweight title against Kota Sekifuda. I don't know if you have watched that because they ca- that came out. Like- I did, actually. Okay, you did. Um, yeah. For the ones that haven't watched it, it's on Big Japan Core right now for free. So you don't, don't even need to sign up or anything. You just can watch it and watch a fantastic match with one of the sickest hats of the entire year.
1: I love Abe. I love him yes. so much. He is—he is everything that's great about pro wrestling, and specifically Puro. Um, and this match, this match was such a standout because I honestly, if it's, if it doesn't go free like it does, I don't think a lot of people watch it, and I think that's a shame right because i think that's the problem with big japan it's like a lot of us would have completely missed it if we never if it never became free and and think of all the matches that might happen that way in a big japan right big japan may you know we may say things that we want about that as a promotion but when it comes to big time great matches they give a lot of them now it needs to have abe or Nomura or Okabayashi usually in it to get to that level, but this was this was the proof. This was the biggest proof, I think, of that yes. idea.
0: Yes. Um. The thing is, they have a really bad network. They have big Japan core, and I know a lot of people who had trouble logging in. Um. Ash, for example, complained like weekly about it. How like how bad it is that they don't accept this email or whatever. It's like we. People actually want to watch the shows, but they make it like nearly impossible to even follow them. So we just always need to hope that, and, and as someone either, someone either like um, buys the shows or like has picture pet core, or we wait for the Samurai TV versions of of the of the big shows, and that's sadly not enough because. They have some great not outside of the big matches they have some great great six man eight man tech matches or like sometimes singles matches in the middle of some random cards in 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 i don't know in osaka you nagoya wherever where like no one will ever see it just mm-hmm. because Big pay core sucks and so th- something like that just just annoys me a bit because i really want to support promotion really want to see them getting better, but it's, like, not worth it to invest in, in, like, Big Japan Core if you can't use it. Right. At least I can't. Others can I can for some reason. So, yeah. then, another match that happened was Astronauts versus Strong BJ, so Daisuke Sakimoto and um, Yuchu Kobayashi from the Kuroken Hall show on February 13th, and that was another fantastic astronauts match I mean what can I say um we have said how awesome astronauts are as uh, uh, strong bJ is greatest attacking what one of the best tactics of this generation for me they always deliver have a great matches in it doesn't matter if it's like a big Japan or like I think they had like a great match in all Japan against Ishikawa and Suama I think it was like 2018 twenty nineteen um Wherever they go, they have fantastic matches. They kill it everywhere, and they also like it. I think if they get more matches, we, they would be in the contention of being the best tag team of the world every year.
1: The four guys that you should give a damn about in Big Japan. That is yes. that is what this is. Um, yeah, it's just a great tag team match. Exactly, exactly what you would hope for with these four being in the ring.
0: That's yeah, that's correct. Um, there was like a nasty double suplex where like Abit just landed straight up on his head. That looked like really ugly, but but it was like fantastic. Got a big pop out of me. I, <laughs> I seem to like when people suffer. I guess.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. No. Uh, but but for real, check this one out. Uh, check all Big Japan the match we mentioned out. There's more coming soon. And I hope Big Japan has a fantastic year because I love to watch them. When I get the chance to, and yeah, that is actually it with the big with the promotion we want to talk about. Um, I had like an idea. We're gonna talk about quickly what our favorite matches of the first two months are, so January and February together, and then also mention our favorite wrestler. And I think you should start with what are your, your top three matches of this year from like the NBC. <laughs>
1: Oh, I think I'm gonna be going to all Japan a lot, <laughs> um, and that's not a that's not a discredit to anyone. It's a credit to them. Um, I'll start with that tag match: Kento Miyahara and um, Takuya Nomura for Takuya Nomura versus Naoya and um, Yuma Oyagi. That that was again tag team professional wrestling at its very best it it's exactly what you look for um i think anytime you tune into a big title match in a big tag title match to be exact it it's the ability that you see there that you you hope for and it it's just the very best of everyone coming together and killing it that's that's really all i could ask for um the next match I'll 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 bring up is, hmm, which one do I want to go with first? I'll go with Kento Miyahara versus <laughs> Yuji Nagata. As everyone can figure out, this isn't a very uh, confusing list, and I've seen every match that we've talked about today. Um, but that match, that match was the greatness of Miyahara bringing out that you know. Former greatness of Nagata to make a fantastic title match with everything on the line, um, excitement in the air, and just it, it's it's completely fantastic from bell to bell. And seeing Nagata kind of you know be every bit of that Blue Justice uh, version of him from back in the day in IWG as iwgp heavyweight champion it's exciting and it's kind of like why why do these dads in new japan get shut down because they have so much more to give um so it makes me it makes me grateful that they get to kind of leave and do more um uh, especially within the past year and uh, match number three, you know what? I don't want to just highlight all Japan because I think that's that could get a little annoying, um, on my end. And I think, I think wrestling was great, uh, elsewhere, so I'm gonna go with. Hmm, I have a few Joshi matches in mind here. I'm gonna go. Which one do I like the better? Which one do I like better? Yeah, we'll go with Arisa Nakajima versus Rico Kawahata. I think I think that's the type of match you look for on the Joshi Indies, and in that what highlights the the young talent of the independent Joshi scene. Because so much of the time, I think we get stuck right with with uh, a lot of the older talents kind of taking over. We talked about with Miyamoto and how. Her story right now is against a lot of the older people. Now, I love Risa, so it's okay. But you know Tomoko Watanabe and Kira Ito. I rather watch paint dry. Um. So it's like any time you get to see someone like a Kawahata get a title match, go in there and shine, you appreciate it. I think a little bit more than you do maybe a regular title match and a regular promotion. So uh, yeah, I'll I'll go with that one.
0: Yeah totally agree um the matches you mentioned are all great i well so so i have my notes here and my notes say well pretty much every kenton horror big match um <laughs> but that's, that's kind of kind of too boring to, to like say um i need to point out the crazy lovers versus astronaut match from big japan i really love that it was like a total like fight for like 30, a total fight for 30 minutes they went all out just Went there, killed each other, finished the match up, and just fantastic. Another match that I want to point out is um, yeah, well, I can't kind of get around it, but I need to point out also the tag title match from Kitamihara Hara and Takuya Nomura, with Yuma and Naoya Nomura. Like you said, fantastic tag match. That is what I expect from tag team wrestling. That is what I expect from All Japan. That quality is what the japanese scene outside of new japan is kind of missing that kind of quality where it screams that like, okay match of the year match of the year contender and we got it here and i hope we get more of that another one is um since i don't want to mention kento again is the <laughs> Kairi shida versus Elineman match from the glade show mm. I mm. really love that there like some some nasty spots in there. Kaito Shida getting the big moment after leaving Dragon Gate, which, which wasn't an easy decision, I believe, for him, considering he was kind of seen as a big guy in the future in Dragon Gate. He came in, totally killed it, and had a fantastic match in his hometown, won the belt, and is now the GRX champion. So now the second c- category that I have is. Is the wrestle of the month, and I'm, ex- I'm excluding Kento Miyahara because that's too obvious.
1: <laughs> All right, well, I guess uh, you make it a little difficult for me. Then uh, I'll go with uh, Takuya Nomura. Then <laughs> absolutely, uh, which kind of by proxy does bring Kento Miyahara into the conversation <laughs> um, because two of the matches happened with Kento, but. Yeah, I'll I'll say Takuya. I think he he showed a lot in. I think he had two great matches in All Japan, two great matches in Big Japan. Um, absolute stud inside the ring. Uh, but every everyone that I see here on my on my list that qualifies is connected to Mister Kento. Um, so it, it it does become a little difficult uh except for Fuminari or Abe I think he would be the only one that comes close that doesn't have one of the matches with Kento though now I need that because I I think it's a shame we don't have that um but thank you for making it difficult for me I, I was hoping you'd said because I was like well it's it's Kento um yeah I I'll I'll go with um I'll go with uh, Takuya though
0: yeah so since you picked uh, Takuya, I'm going to pick Abe. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what a surprise. I, I think he- besides the tank match with Takuya, he had this fantastic um, singles match against uh, for, the- for, the- for the Big Japan Junior title that I loved. It was one of my favorite matches of the year, just because the style that Fuminori Abe has is like what I love about wrestling. The straight hitting forward style while being like a funny guy. With, with doing all the DDT stuff that he's doing right now and all this, all this stuff, you know, we, we have seen it. And he's like so good and so under the radar. He's coming to Germany in a bit. Um, I sadly can't go there because he's a 60 carry gold and I sadly can't travel there during school days. But he's going to kill it there. He's killed it in Japan. He will kill it all around the world and I love it. Um, how, uh, what I who I need to mention is Yuma Awagi who had this fantastic tag title match to mention against kitsumihara and the All Japan versus versus Noah match, and another one that we obviously kind of need to mention is um, now I forgot who I meant yeah, um, it's obviously um, shit <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's Naruki DAI who is killing it in DDT yeah. and All Japan
1: yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The rookie is working a hell of a schedule. He's hitting DDT, Dragon Gate, and All Japan right now, and uh, he's killing it everywhere. Um, I think it's a good one. Uh, if I get to toss one more person in the hat, that's kind of just like having a solid year to start. Um, that does classify. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll do. Hmm, I had it, and now I lost it. Look at me. See? I just forgot, too. I'll toss, uh, I will toss. I want to toss Drew Parker in. Um, oh, actually. yeah. So Drew Parker, of course, is wrapping up his deathmatch career, um, which, you know, it, it presents an interesting future for him. But he had, and I'm going to count his match with June Kasai because it didn't air until this year. Um, but, you know, he had that match with Violent of Jack uh, where he lost the title, and uh, that was a great, great deathmatch. And I think Drew Parker's a guy that everyone should really appreciate because he didn't he didn't do death matches forever, but uh I think he established himself, you know, as one of the very best in the world at doing them. He was definitely the guy that made me go out of my way to see him. And uh yeah, I, I applaud him for what he was able to accomplish. And I hope uh I hope the next steps in his career are just as exciting.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting because we just know him as a deathmatch guy. At least in Japan, we yeah. we know he can wrestle outside of like the deathmatch spectrum and he can work good matches, but we haven't seen him much, and especially the people in Japan haven't seen it. So, it will be interesting what he's going to do, where he gets the chances. He's booked for DDT, I think next month, which is <clears throat> which is really cool because DDT he they he kind of didn't get booked after like a tag match he had there with with Chris Brooks against Shunma and I guess Mao where they did like the the, the darts sports thing. Since then he didn't get really booked in E D T. So I'm glad yeah. he's like fully back now. It seems to be getting more and more stuff to do down yeah.
1: It'd be nice for him and Chris to yeah be a tag team there. I think it'd yeah, that... actually be great.
0: Yeah, would would be maybe better for for Chris Brooks than his current tag team partner, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was trying, it.
1: I was trying not to say that, but absolutely,
0: I need yeah. to say that. That's a actually. Slender <laughs> is, is important now. He's he, he, he a fine wrestler, but but he's compared to what Chris Brooks can do with others. He's like, okay, if he gets replaced right now by Drew Parker, I think no one would complain.
1: I know I wouldn't,
0: <laughs> and yeah. With that we have talked about the matches and the wrestlers and now we have a little preview of what's happening next month first of all what happened today when when we are recording on march 1st was the old japan uh, not the all Japan all-star junior show that had a few matches i have not been spoiled yet so i think they have announced a bit more from what i've heard i heard um it's 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 a cool way to bring a lot of juniors on the card together from all kind of promotion, especially hype. I am especially hyped. I was or I still am for the Fujita Hayato and Hiromu Takashi tag team. Even on the other side, you have Hayata. Hayata <laughs> sucked. Hayata. I, yeah, okay. I, I didn't want to say that, but Hayata is, no, if is you're not a good
1: if you're gonna say about Takanashi, I'll happily say about Hayata. Hayata stinks. <laughs>
0: Hayata it, there, there's a lot of cool matches. For example, Atsuki Awagi, who we praised a lot on his podcast against Master Watch in a special singles match, which I think is the main event or the, like main event of the show. Um if you haven't seen Aoyagi yet, that likely is the best way to introduce him because he's facing someone you know. And otherwise, you had some fun matches that you will definitely love to check out. Another show that is happening is from all Japan we talked about that before the March 13th at uh, the March 13th Jinuku show with ha- rising Hayato challenging Naruki Doi in the main event for the All Japan junior title Unagi Sayaka teaming with Yoshitatsu and XX versus Suwama and Yuki Yukihi and Uzaki which will be pretty cool like we said already and of course Ken getting Inamura in a singles match Noah versus all Japan. On March thirty first, twenty uh, first, we have Yuji Nagata defending his Triple Crown belt for the first time against Sugi Ishikawa, and that's gonna be phenomenal. That's likely the standout match, at least with with Kento versus Inamura from all Japan in March, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to see that because Ishikawa in those big spots is always awesome, and. Yuji Nagata, I want to see more of Yuji Nagata of this great performance and I hope he can keep up with it. I do too.
1: I totally agree.
0: Then also we have Glade versus All Japan with some solid 8-man, 6-man tactic matches. That will be kind of cool. Sadly, we haven't gotten like a big singles match there, but it is expected with all the all the booking and politics and whatever. Um that will be kind of cool. I think it's a Kirk and Hall show, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think you're uh, right.
0: Yeah, so Old Japan is definitely cooking a lot in the next month. Um, I think, I think my standout match was um, was was the main event. Actually, it was um, it was Strong Hearts against Kenta Miyahara, Kenta Hara, Yuma Awagi, Yuma Ansai, and uh, Sushi Shikawa in like an eight man tag. And I think there's mm-hmm. Atsuki Awagi with Kaito Ishida also on the card. That will be great. I will definitely look forward to that. All Japan, with that, All Japan's month looks really cool. Kaleid has the UWF tournament starting on March 7th, where we already read out the lineup. That will be pretty cool. The first round matches is released. And also they have the March 21st big show with Kaito Shida defending his T-Rex title against Kazuma Sakamoto. Then we have Chekshi Matani and Hayat Tamura defending the, the the clay tag team titles against a and Sumo Watanabe from the Stronghearts. Um I would not be shocked if a title change is happening just because it's the Stronghearts. <laughs> and of course, Inagi Sayaken Itsuki Aoki against Kari Hosokawa and Michiki and uh, Michiko Miyagi. Then seedling, March 20th, we have Riku Kaichu defending her P.O.P. title. This is the, the mid-card belt of, of P.O.J. against Mizu And we have Arisa Nakajima defending her uh, Beyond the Sea title against Ayame Sasamura. Then Marvelous, um, of course, uh, Nakajima vs. Tomoko Watanabe match. And the Iroha return, we talked about that and why it's it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> And Big Japan has booked uh, Yuji Okabayashi versus Daichi Monchi So for the Big Japan World Strong Heavyweight title on March the 11th. They had the title match last year where um, Daichi Dai Monchi So came like out of nowhere. And that was bloody fantastic. I think it was in Osaka because uh, So is like like wrestling in Kolega a lot. Mm-hmm. And so they were having now the rematch. I don't expect the title change. But if they can reach the level of the last one, we are expecting another Yuji Yuji Okabayashi Classic. What match are you like the most hyped
1: for next month? Oh man, uh, <laughs> I get so easily excited for matches that it's so funny. Yes, um, uh, I'm between two, I'm between two, uh, probably selfishly because she's getting a big shot. I'll say Arisa Nakajima Yame Sasura I think um I think the challenge for Sasmore is very exciting to me um I think because- because here's the thing I know Kento versus Inamora is gonna be great. I know that you know Nagata and Shuji are probably in a great match yes. um, uh but for me, it's like- what is the match that I think can bring or elevate someone um this time around and i think with nakajima having that big match with um, sasamura i mean i am really excited i'm of course going to lean on the joshi side here but uh that that's the one that it's like okay this could this could be even better than that rico match um and uh i hope it is
0: yes uh, definitely i really look forward to that because sasamura is finally showing what she can do also for me like the most most the match I'm most hyped about is likely actually the Nagata vs Ishikawa match, just because you know I love Nagata and I love Ishikawa, so them facing off sounds really cool. But that's likely the the common answer. So <laughs> I will actually say it's um Doi versus Rising Hayato. It's not on a big stage. It's in the Shinjuku, which ha- holds like 400, maybe 300, 400 people, but. I can't get enough of current Naruki Doi. And him. Him versus Rising Hayata. I know it's V1. Rising Hayata is not winning. And it's kind of a sad spot for him. But I really can't wait to see him. Because he has been so great in the last few months. And he definitely deserves another big match. And we'll finally get that from him.
1: It's a good choice.
0: And... And with that, we have wrapped up the last two months. With
1: a lot <laughs>
0: we have talked about a lot. Yeah, we 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 skipped a bit because not nothing. We but we have missed out anything important, I believe. So I will give you now the chance to plug everything you want to plug the five star network, plug anything you else you write for whatever got.
1: Oh boy, I'm so shine. I'm so bad at plugging. I'm always so bad at plugging. So uh, follow me. At Scotty Wrestling on Twitter. I think that's the best way to see everything I'm doing. Uh, please check out my Future of Joshi series. I'm really proud of that and what it's become. Uh, seeing that I expect it to be one article, it's become 16, which is uh, a lot. <laughs> it's definitely a lot, but uh, I've had so many great people um you know take part in it and it'll be finishing up uh sometime next week so i'm looking forward to that and uh yeah please please make sure to follow the five star network at five star network uh the word five to be exact on twitter um and make sure you sub to the youtube page youtube channel whatever the hell it's called because that uh that's starting to do really well and i think uh, i think we could take advantage of that and have some really cool shows so uh thank you for having me on your first episode i'm excited to see where your journey goes now um perhaps with this show because i think uh you know for a first episode you did a great job at uh maneuvering around what was a lot of wrestling events over the past uh two months
0: yes yeah really i'm thankful to have you here on the show it, it's it wasn't that easy at some point, but considering I need to move around like ten different promotions, sometimes yeah. find it a way to do it. It's is not easy, but I'm kind of happy how it went, and over the time I will get in better and better with it. And yeah, that's we. So we can wrap this up. Thank <laughs> you all. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Scott, for having me here. The next episode will come out in the first week of of April, where we talk about what's happening. In the March of Perot. Uh, Stay tuned. Follow all the accounts. Follow me on Twitter at p underslash underslash wrestling. Follow Scott. Follow the Five Star Network. And goodbye and have a nice day.